Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season 4 of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Welcome back to Convert Central. Alhamdulillah, right now we are in our season 4 episode 4. And I'd just like to start off our episode 4 by just showing gratitude that we're able to have a season 4 in the first place. And at this point of time, we're coming to the end of the first part of our season where we're joined by Sis Amy to talk about her conversion story and her challenges. So if you guys are interested to listen to any of these, go back to episode 2 and 3 to listen to her conversion story as well as her challenges after becoming a Muslim. So today, we're going to have a very special episode where we talk about the future. Right? So we talked about the past and the challenges that she's been meeting in the present. And now we're looking forward to the future and what comes in the next few weeks' time, in fact, is Ramadan. So it's such a great opportunity for us to talk about Ramadan and the preparation for Ramadan with the intention of, you know, uh, benefiting you guys um, who will all be preparing for Ramadan uh, at this point of time. And hopefully you guys can get um, some inspiration or some tips that, you know, uh, you guys are able to bolster your preparation with, inshallah. I'll just pass the time to her by starting her off with the first question. So sis Amy, um, when did you first learn that Muslims had to fast? And how did you like respond to the fact that, oh, you guys have to fast a full month? You know, uh, when was that? Thank you. Uh, Assalamualaikum, everyone. Uh, she's Amy here. So, uh, when I, the first time I was, I learned about um, fasting was actually in primary school when I had this, uh, one of my primary school teachers, um, he's a Malay Muslim. Then, I think one day in class, he was just like, oh, um, and he just wanted to tell, like, like expose us kids to like, um, like, like fasting manner. So he just said like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm fasting today. Like that means I don't, I cannot eat food and water from dawn until, um, from sunrise to sunset. Um, and this was like in a school of like 100% Chinese kids. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, uh, um, first it's a SEP school. So like, uh, we, I didn't have any um, non-Chinese uh, classmates and there's this and here was this teacher telling us that uh, us kids that okay we have to fast for like this whole month uh. then well, um, I just remember this, these few mischievous boys uh, they started drinking water in front of him like obnoxiously <laughs> like chugging <laughs> and then he was just like it's okay it doesn't bother me <laughs> Like, like these boys were just like trying to, you know, um, like you know, like just kids are uh, trying to um make fun of the whole situation. Just I, I just felt like oh my goodness, <laughs> so naughty. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess uh, that was just like the first time I knew uh, as a kid, and and then it was not only until poly when I had. Um, Muslim classmates where I actually saw them like really um, doing the fasting with me um, in school uh. so uh, that was really interesting I, I just had a lot of respect uh, for all those um, all the Muslims who did their fasting because I just to me it was just like I cannot do it <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah, because I'm someone who just don't care. I have never dieted before. I, <laughs> you know, I have no self control if it regards to food. So, right, right. It's like wow. <clears throat> then uh, I still remember my first year of body. Uh, I met. Yeah, I actually asked my friends about fasting. I was pretty curious. I wanted to know more. Then I was like, oh, I also want to try. You know. Then um, I asked them like, okay, how how does it work, lah? So okay, there's a pre dawn meal and. And after this timing, you you can break your fast. That kind. So I was like, okay, it sounds easy. Why not just try? Then <laughs> few days later, I was like, ah, I'll try it. Yeah. So that was the first um exposure I had to fasting. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, I think many of us, uh, since we grew up in Singapore, right? Uh, we 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 kind of know that uh, Muslims fast, right? We probably don't know how long. We probably don't know why. Or so, I recall I was in uh. Um, Thomasic Secondary School, and I think the proportion of Malays there are also higher. So a lot, I was a lot surrounded by a lot of my Malay friends, and I think it was about maybe sec two or sec three. I got closer to them, and I realized that they were actually fasting. And I think for myself, because growing up as a non-Muslim, non-religious guy, I always thought that like religion, it wasn't relevant. You know, like hey, come on, it's two thousand and ten. You know, like we're so cool. You know, things are like it's not even like cool anymore. So I always thought that if a Muslim were to fast, right, it would be, you know, essentially because of maybe family or tradition, you know, or maybe health reasons. I never ever thought that it was religious, right? So I do recall being one of the naughty kids where like my friends, I like, come back from PE, my friends fasting. Then I just nice, I put my lucky water bottle beside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that a lot. But also like, I, I remember in Bali, um, I... I a lot of us like a lot of the the non Muslims we we would yeah. we would absentmindedly just ask our friends like uh, after class ah uh, even you want to go eat like uh you want to go north canteen or south canteen today then they would be like oh sorry I fasting then we oh my god sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember it was really funny especially for yeah. me like who has never had any classmates who were fasting before like mm. I just felt so bad like am I like Crossing the line, like, like, yeah, yeah. Um, we won't mm. like imagine to be fasting our entire life. Right? Exactly. I would, like, yeah. Think about fasting at all my whole life, and and look where we are now. Subhanallah, yeah. subhanallah. But also like like um the the Muslim friends I had, they they will they will never take offense to that. Like. They always like, mm. no, it's okay. We understand. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So right now, uh, although not as an official convert, but before you have. Taking your shahada, you've been through one or two Ramadans, right? Um, Just one. One, one Ramadan. Um, from the state where you didn't imagine yourself to be able and like to even fast a, a single day, to going onto your second Ramadan, right? What does Ramadan mean to you right now? I I had this um before I was Muslim, I had this preconception of fasting. It's like um like from what my Muslim classmates, some of them would say, oh, it's because um, like we are taught to fast because um, it helps us to understand like what the poor is going through. Like those who don't have food on a daily basis, those who can't have food. But um, now that I learn more about like the month of Ramadan and fasting itself, right? It's not just, uh, it's not just that Yes, well, it is. Um, it is a way that we can understand hunger and, and thirst, right? Uh, it's more about connecting with um Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, building your relationship with um Allah, and actually um, 
having control over your desire. That is basically the core belief and um, the intention uh, behind the whole um, the whole month of fasting. Um, so I guess that's how my perception changed. Um, yeah. So uh, it's actually when I read I read this um, by Imam Al-Ghazali, the 40, 40 principles of religion. So one of the principles is fasting, which is like one of the pillars of Islam. Um, he mentions that um, fasting is actually a victory over Allah's enemy. And indeed, uh, shaitan is the enemy. Because shaitan does not grow strong except by means of desires. And hunger breaks all the desires that are the tool of, of shaitan. So, um, yeah, so Prophet Muhammad um, also said that apparently shaitan uh, flows through the son of Adam like the flow of blood. So, tighten the path of shaitan with hunger. So, actually, like, it's more of, um, yes, it's about charity and understanding the world, but it's mostly. Uh, having this connection with Allah by controlling your desires uh, and submitting yourself to Him. Um, yeah, so that's what, how my perception changed. You know, as mentioned, we always thought like fasting as as, as a non-Muslim was just a tra like tradition or a family thing, right? And we never ever saw like a spiritual dimension to it until we come to Islam. And, and as you mentioned, like the, the main essential um, spirit of fasting in Ramadan is because number one, in, in, in Ramadan, you know, Allah has mentioned that um, the, the shaitan, the, the ones who are roaming around, they are, they're chained up and they are not able to affect us, you know. But also as you mentioned that, um, you, you know, the, the entire year, uh, shaitan has been tempting us here and there, everywhere, for not even a second, he, he's, been, he's, he's, been, he's been, you know, stopped trying hard to stray us from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So in fact, he, you know, for, for that one month, it doesn't mean that we become like pure and, and, and white as, as angels and we stop doing things because we are still, we still have the residual influence of, of being affected by the, our desires and everything for the 11 months of the year, you know, in fact, shaitan is the break, you know? So, um, this this time of the year, you know, it's our time to, you know, remind ourselves that fasting means that we are abstaining ourselves from the halal. You know, food and drink is not was not made haram for us. You know, indeed we still we still have nafs. We have, when we are thirsty, we have the desire to drink. When we are hungry, we have the desire to eat, and these are permissible for us. And so fasting for the entire month is is Allah's way of reminding us every year. You know, this huge task of staying away from the halal. If you can do that, then for the rest of the year you can stay away from the haram, you know? Mm. And, and yeah. indeed, most, most of the time in Ramadan, all of us feel that, all of us feel that it's, it's easier to be a Muslim, it's easier to practice, it's easier to stay away from sin. We, do, we don't understand why, but in, indeed, the, the blessing of Allah is, is in this month. And, you know, um, which is why it's always a good reminder for us, you know, um, for myself, especially Ramadan means for me is that I need to check myself to see whether I've become a better Muslim from last year to this year. You know, and, and to remind myself again that that you know I, I after Ramadan I have another eleven months ahead of me. If the whole month I can abstain myself from the halal, which is food and drinks, you know, then for the next eleven months I can, you know, from using this training ground, I can remind myself that I can abstain from the haram, you know. And and every every Ramadan we should try to, you know, um 
internalize that kind of uh, understanding for us as Muslims. We, we do forget all the time. So I'm um, talking about how important Ramadan is, right? Then that means, you know, it's also important to prepare for Ramadan. And I will hear people talk about like Ramadan as like a, imagine like a Black Friday sale. Like before you go for the sale, you're like, okay, you want to research what you want to buy. I'm going to get this, like a PS5. I'm going to get this. And then after that, you're crowded. Last time we could crowd in front of the shopping centers and everything, you know, because it's pre-COVID. But now we are crowding on 11-11 and we're waiting outside Shopee for the sales to turn and claim the vouchers and all. So, you know, if you could prepare like that for, for a sale online, you know, then that means you have to prepare for something as important as getting, uh, you know, in, in, in Ramadan, we get so much more of good deeds recorded. You get so much more opportunity to do good. It's like a sale also for us, right? So naturally, we have to prepare for it. So for you, like, how have you been preparing for Ramadan thus far? Okay, because uh, I, I guess like I want to speak about my first experience as like uh, my first Ramadan experience first lah, like, um, before I go to this year. Um, so yeah, back then I I guess like as I shared in my cover story, like I just wanted to test the waters, see how you know, um, you know, if I want to be Muslim, I need to be able to fast. Like, so I want to see whether I could do it. So um, how I prepared back then as like someone who was doing Ramadan for the first time. And, you know, as like, a, I'm not even a convert yet. Like, I, can, <laughs> I can't even say that I'm a convert at that time. Just like as a new Muslim, I would call myself. Um, it, was, it was quite challenging. Like, we have to research about okay what what I need to uh what, what time to start fasting what is the proper time what to eat that kind of things um and yeah I think the most important thing is firstly like a lot of people tell me like a lot of um what I read like, actually is to set very good intentions for yourself set the right intentions like why why are you doing this uh, which is, which ties back to what I answered previously which was you know um doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doing it because he commanded us to um that itself is should be the main intention and nothing else and I really like when I realized that okay you know fasting is is actually one of it's the only pillar in Islam that um that that is the only practice that is done um without anyone knowing um, so yeah, firstly is to set your intention, right? No matter how like tough you feel that it will be, um, if you have this intention, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will like help make it easy for you. That's what I believe. Uh, um, because he really did make it easy for me. Um, and I think as a like my for my Ramadan experience last year, um I wasn't, uh, I was still learning how to do prayers. So at that time, I wasn't doing um, all five at the, in one day. So I remember telling myself, like, okay, at least once a day, every day, I will, I will pray at least once uh, a day. Lah. And this is like advice that a lot of converts also give. Like, for example, uh, I mean, like, nobody starts out like doing all five at one shot, right? They will do like one and then okay, tomorrow maybe I do two, next week I do three or something like that. Lah. Um, focus on fulfilling the obligatory uh, 
acts of worship first, like uh, fulfilling your daily prayers. That's most important. And uh, doing the fasting. Um, like during Ramadan, you will have so much more like drive and motivation to do it. And uh, I, I think that it's really good if you set yourself these goals to uh, do at least the obligatory. Um, you will find that it's so easy to do it once you have the goal and the intention. And then, inshallah, slowly after Ramadan, you, you will keep up that kind of um, the, the, the kind of routine uh, that you set for yourself in Ramadan. And then do more sunnah as, as well. Do your sunnah prayers and, and such. Uh. I think this is, this is a good set of advice. Um, definitely, you know, for, for, for our listeners out there, right, there, there'll be some of us who have already been, uh, you know, practicing for a long time. And this is, this is maybe not your first Ramadan. It'll be a, a few Ramadans you've done already. Some of us, we're just starting on our first few Ramadans, right? And, and you can, we can cater the advice to even uh, uh, these groups of people as well, right? So if, let's say, we haven't been praying the obligatory prayers, then maybe Ramadan is a good time to start. Right, and maybe if you, you if you think that it's gonna be difficult to start praying all five at one go, then take this month of uh you know circularly we call it March, you know in some color we call it Shaban, you know, and it's about the same now now that Ramadan starts on the third of April, right? Um, you take take Shaban or take March to be a time when you start to ramp up your obligatory prayers. Maybe you pray one this week, two next week, three the the, the week after, then go up to five when Ramadan starts, you know. And if let's say we are already uh you know, been praying all our obligatory prayers, doing everything that is wajib is done. Um, then let's look at the sunnah, you know. Uh, Ramadan will be a good time for us to take up the emphasize sunnahs. Sunnahs, there are a few types. The, 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 the type that we should be looking at in Ramadan if you are looking to take up more is the emphasize sunnah. We call it sunnah mu'akadah. You know, these are types of sunnah that Rasulullah did so much that he was, you know, that um, he would rarely miss the sunnah, you know. It's not, it's not fardu, but he would do it so often that, you know, it was as if it was fardu. So things like things like mm-hmm. a retail prayer, that means the last prayer of the night. And if you guys need more information on this, then do ask your asatizas around. The duha prayers also, you know, um, the rawatib prayers before and after also, you can do prayers, not just in prayers itself, you know. Um, we can also make certain duas at, at different types of the day, do certain actions. Uh, for example, the way we wear our clothes also, there are some sunnahs attached to that. But look up for the emphasized sunnahs and we can take it on, right? And one more thing is that um, what, what, what is the most beloved of this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What, what are things Allah loves the most? It is our fadu. You know, this is why he's made it obligatory for us. You know, uh, Rasulullah mentioned that, you know, the most beloved of this, Allah has made it obligatory for us. And it's a mercy because, you know, Allah doesn't want us to skip these things, you know, because this is the, these are the acts that make him love us the most, which is why he has made it wajib for us. So with that intention and understanding in mind, then, you know, focus on having at least in the Ramadan a way to start your wajib off, you know. And, and if let's say after Ramadan, we don't manage to keep it going, then inshallah, uh, the, the very next opportunity that comes, you're able to do it again. Then we try again, you know. And Allah always sees the strife. He always sees the strife. And, you know, even in reading the, the Quran that, that we do so often in Ramadan, that the one who strives and doesn't do it well gets two rewards, two portions of rewards. The one who does it well and is able to recite fluently gets one portion of rewards. And that's the value of the strife there, you know. So in, in Ramadan, it's, it's always very important to, um, as you mentioned, ramp it up. And especially when it comes to fasting, if it's going to be difficult for us to fast 30 days, I know it's going to be for me because I've been eating a lot ever since I came to university. Uh, Rasulullah used to love easing his way into Ramadan and easing his way out. 
So you you'll find that in Shaban and in Shawal, he will fast uh, more than usual. You know, the, the most beloved of months where he will fast is other than Ramadan will be in Shaban. You know, and then in Shawal, there's an emphasized fast which six six days in Shawal as well. So ease your way into Ramadan by fasting maybe Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, this is a, a Sunnah days that he will fast. Or maybe just once a week will be, will be fine. And inshallah, with that um, intention and consistency in mind, we are able to go to Ramadan and, and you know, tackle Ramadan and make it the best Ramadan we can. We always say in Commerce Central, this is going to be our third Ramadan coming to uh, this year's Ramadan that, you know, every year can be the best Ramadan. We don't have to look back three years ago and think, okay, that was a great Ramadan. But Ramadan hasn't started yet. That means you still have the entirety of Ramadan to make it your best Ramadan, you know? And, and especially on the blessed days of Ramadan where one night of worship can account to more than 80 years, you know? And that is our way to, you know, even, um, you know, that's our way to make sure that every succeeding Ramadan, we make sure that we perfect our Ibadah more so that every Ramadan is a better Ramadan. So I thought about my first experience uh, of Ramadan as uh, before I converted to Islam. Now that I have officially converted and officially I'm a Muslim, um, this upcoming Ramadan will be very special to me, um, I guess. And Alhamdulillah, now that I, um, I, have, uh, I have been acquainted with CC family members, uh, my brothers and sisters, um, and I have this amazing Muslim community, right? I feel that, um, Alhamdulillah, this Ramadan is going to be a less lonely one than before. Um, yeah, so uh, in one of the group chats uh, with my CC sisters, we, um, one of our sisters actually shared a Shaban and Ramadan planner. So um, actually it's like prompters of what, uh, you want to achieve during Ramadan, like how I want to, I wish to be closer to the Quran by uh, blank, then you feel in the blank. I wish to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more by, or I wish to seek more forgiveness by such and such. So um, it also gives like uh, very interesting things like uh, I want to further work on my iman by number one, salawats, number two, fitness, number three, helping family, community, number four, donations, uh, number five, listen to podcasts or lectures or read more books. So um, these are actually like really interesting content that actually I think you can find a lot of them online. And also like, I think it's really important to surround yourself with a community of, um, uh, like, surround yourself with a community who um, understands what you're going through. Like, so last year, Ramadan was really lonely for me. Um, I remember like sitting in my room, <laughs> eating uh, oats <laughs> during Sahur and just um, watching these YouTube videos um, of Muslims talking about, you know, their iftar meals. I remember watching iftar meals. Uh, you know, like people have like, what do you call that? Mukbangs? Iftar mukbangs? <laughs> I will watch it for like sahur. <laughs> then they will talk about um yeah, you know, share their experiences of and just remember feeling like wow <laughs> I'm quite lonely. <laughs> yeah. But alhamdulillah, I mean um still managed to pull through and yeah, uh, I still remember also Brother Siddiq you were sharing there was one uh, convert brother you, you knew also who actually uh, he had to fast in secret like he 
he was eating um, saho in the toilet because he was afraid of his parents finding out, right? Yeah, actually, I feel that um, for a lot of converts, like, Ramadan can be really lonely. Um, so it's important to, like, I guess, reach out and find people who understand your struggles, people who are also fasting, and can help you. Uh. Yeah, I think for, um, for converts or like other uh, Muslims out there, it's really important if you don't have family members who are also fasting, that to look for friends and uh, and other, yeah, just look for friends who who can look out for you. I, we almost forgot to share this uh, before we ended the podcast that it's always very important to plan for Ramadan, right? Planning is part of preparation. And I would, you know, recall a quote that my secondary school teacher, um, principal will always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Because when it starts, when Ramadan starts, right, we, we're going to just imagine like we're going to juggle work and after Maghrib, it's going to pass so fast, right? And Tarawi ends about 9.45. And, and then you either sleep or you just read Quran for a little while and you go back to, then you go back to your routine the next day again. So uh, when Ramadan starts, time is going to pass so fast, you know? And part of preparing for Ramadan is planning for Ramadan, writing your intentions down, writing the things that you want to do. I think about in Ramadan, there's so many things to do, right? As Ibadah, you can give sadaqah, you can do uh, good deeds for your mother, you can treat your friends well, you can read the Quran, you can pray more, you know, you can do zikir. So many things, of, so many Ibadah that you can do in so many different forms, you know? So think of the things that you want to pick up more on in Ramadan. And then as every week passes, by, it's also important to check back your intentions, to, to look at, okay, have I been doing this this week? You know, what did I do well? What, what did I did not do so well? And what can I improve on? You know, it's, Ramadan is, 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 a, is a month of not just remembrance, but also practice, but also contemplation that whether we have done and applied everything that we've learned for the, for the entire year into this month, you know. And part of that is also treating the people around us well. So it's not that only when we are praying that we are giving Ibadah, but also in our daily lives, Ramadan is a Muslim being on his tip-top behavior towards his, his peers and his, his colleagues. You know, it doesn't have to be the Muslim that is just that is, that is fasting and, and praying Tarawih on the night of Ramadan. The entire day of Ramadan is also Ibadah for the Muslim if we set our intentions correctly. Yeah, I just want to add on also that um, I guess it's very important definitely to plan and set goals, right? but to not be like, to overwhelm yourself with too much. Like for people who are like very, I don't like perfectionistic, I guess. Like I'm I'm someone who like to do things properly, and like that's why I always procrastinate because, like, you know, I want to do it well, and if I know I can't do it well, I'll delay it as much as I can. So things like that, lah. Like you know, uh, you can get very easily overwhelmed by like trying to take on too much. Like okay, I'm going to, I want to cut down Quran by the whole uh, Ramadan, but like you don't even know how to read Arabic, you know. So I remember like um in Ramadan, like every time. People always say, okay, it's very good to read the Quran. But last year, um, at that stage of my life as a Muslim, I was just, I haven't even uh, learned how to read Arabic. Like, how am I able to, you know, start reading the Quran? Then, you know, uh, don't be so upset with yourself and say, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Like, um, you know, just take small baby steps. Uh. It's okay to, like, to plan for small things rather than big things. Like, okay, to you know during Ramadan today I'm going to, to read um one surah every day then first day is Afatiha then next day is surah Afakara then cannot why right <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah so to to be realistic la, and set small goals like remember last year my goal also was to 
just learn one more surah for, for that month. And for me, like, I felt so accomplished after learning, like, one more surah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and as what you mentioned, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, rewards the one who is struggling twice more than the one who is perfect. So I always remember that, um, especially in Ramadan. And also, like, to be, to be okay with um, seeking help, like, to, to acknowledge your flaws, uh, like one of the sisters in CC also reached out um, and said, oh, I, I feel like I'm struggling in Quranic recitation. Like, can we start um, Can we start a recitation group together? And, you know, all of us were like um, saying, oh, like, like I, we also feel the same way. So, you know, you might, you might feel that, okay, my friend is like so perfect. She can, she can recite our cuff perfectly every Thursday, but I'm still struggling in the first 10 ayats. But, you know, um, deep down, she might feel also that she she has so much, um, like, flaws. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's okay to uh, reach out to one another and help one another. This is how, like, a good Islamic Muslim community should be, you know. Then um, find time to arrange and just to be with each other and improve, lah. For the sake of and strive towards um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, I think that that really is important. I'm so sorry. No worries. <laughs> so, this is good. This okay, is good. okay, okay. So um before we end, yeah. uh I'd just like to um just share three things that CC is doing in, in the month of Ramadan to help. Actually, we are even starting right now uh, as well to plan some of our initiatives to help not just you guys to prepare for Ramadan, but also ourselves to prepare for Ramadan as we are preparing for these programs. Um, when you talk about community, indeed, it's very important for us to experience Ramadan in a community. There's more blessings in breaking fast in a group than breaking fast alone. There's more blessings in praying in a group than praying alone. And that, that just shows how important a community is is in Islam. Most of what we consider ourselves to be to be you know to to be to most of what we consider to be Sharia or most of what we consider to be adab is practiced through other people, you know. So it's it's always important to have that balance. And um, what we're trying to do in this in this uh, month of Ramadan is three three main things. Number one, um, we are gonna release a Ramadan booklet uh, for all the converts and Muslims out there. Um, that we've touched, just talked about, you know, to for us to write intentions down, for us to identify some sunnahs that we want to perhaps uh, take up in the month of Ramadan, and also some checkpoints for us to, um, you know, reflect upon uh, as Ramadan goes uh, here, uh, as Ramadan progresses. The second thing we are going to do is we are going to be um, organizing community events uh, for, for the entire month of Ramadan. And these, these events will, will go on from the start to the end of Ramadan. Uh, organized by our events team and we're going to talk about how Ramadan is going so anyone who needs a space to just you know talk about the challenges that you guys are facing that no one might have the time to listen to then come to our events come to these conversations and we'll be more than happy to empathize and learn from you as well you know um, this is not just a place of a one-way sharing from our team to you but also we come here to learn ourselves and, and being in a circle of sharing is a form of ibadah as well so the last thing we're going to do is through the normal things that we do already uh, in the past year, which is through our Instagram lives, our, our newly created TikTok account, as well as our podcast. In the month of Ramadan, we'll be having 10 converts to come up uh, to share uh, their, their first Ramadan experience. So it's a way for us to get a reminder of how significant Ramadan is to us Muslims and how we are 
we are we've learned from our first Ramadan experiences. It's also a light-hearted way for us. Keep going, you know, knowing that we are all facing the same challenges in month of Ramadan. You're not eating, I'm not eating, you know. Uh you, you know, perhaps CBTL has a new coffee flavor, but we all have to wait until Maghrib to, to, to drink it anyway. Subhanallah. So, you know, this is what we're gonna talk about on the podcast. On our Instagram live, though, uh, we're gonna have it a little bit earlier before Ramadan. We're gonna have an IG live on how to prepare for Ramadan in the coming weeks, inshallah. So um, you know, stay tuned on our Instagram page for that. Uh, importantly for, for us to know what are the things that we need to prepare for in Ramadan, you know, uh, that will be joined by Ustaz. In Ramadan itself, we're going to have a special episode about Laila Tukadar as well as a special IG Live about Laila Tukadar to help us prepare better to achieve the blessings and the acceptance of our deeds in the month of uh, in Laila Tukadar so that inshallah we can get um, the, the forgiveness and the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the things that we have planned up for you guys. Um, and we really, really pray that it's beneficial to you guys, uh, the, 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 the listeners and everyone in our community. So if you think someone is in need of anything that we are offering in the month of Ramadan, be it the booklet or the events or the podcast or the IG lives, and we are so excited as well for you guys to be involved, then recommend this to them, inshallah. Share this podcast to them to let them know that there's a space for them in Commerce Central for them, whether they are born Muslim, converts, or even not a Muslim, just trying out to fast in the month of Ramadan, inshallah. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah, thank you so much, sis Amy, for coming up to share your first Ramadan experience and also your tips for preparing for Ramadan. We will see you again soon, inshallah, on our podcast, perhaps inshallah. in the month of Ramadan or anything, or maybe in our thank community you. events. But yep. today, we will end our podcast by resetting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wala asb innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawassaw bilhaqi wa tawassaw bisabr. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.